Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we've come to worship you. Father, you planned out our salvation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You carried out the plan. Thank you. Holy Spirit, you made it real in our lives. Thank you. We come to you as, as needy people, and you know our needs, and we pray you would meet our needs. Father, we thank you that in a couple of weeks it'll be Easter, and though we get to celebrate it every Sunday, on that Sunday people are very open to an invitation and open for spiritual conversations, and we pray that we would invite and that you would fill both of our campuses and all of our services with people and that you would draw many of our family and friends and neighbors to faith in you. As we open your word together today, forgive the one who speaks for his sins are many and help us to see Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm not really sure exactly what Travis shared last week about me being sick, but uh, he asked you guys to pray for me, and I got so, so many notes of you guys praying for me. Thank you. I am definitely feeling better this week than last week. I appreciate the prayers. Thank you. <laughs> but, but a few of you were especially thoughtful, and so I wanted to read my favorite cards. Smiley, sickness is a sign of weakness. Man up. <laughs> uh, ha, ha, ha. Thought you'd like that with all the other mushy messages you're getting. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate that. Um, there's more. Smiley, understand you're not feeling well. I would like to quote my 91-year-old mother. You always know that's going to be scary, right? I want to quote my 91-year-old mother, suck it up. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I, that was really ministered to the heart there. Thank you. But my favorite was not from a guy. It was from a lady. Smiley, hope you feel better soon. Sorry your gators got knocked out of the tournament. <laughs> wow. But as a real Seminole fan, but... We got, hey, we got knocked out, you know, soon after. Thanks, Brittany. That really ministered to my heart, so thank you. You know, I was thinking with friends like that, who needs enemies, right? Now, thanks for the prayers, and, and those are really good cards. Um, have you ever, have you ever wished you could have seen Jesus? Man, there have been times, you know, if I could have just seen Jesus, then I'd really believe. You ever thought like that? If I could have just seen one miracle, I mean, I don't want to be greedy and see all the miracles, but if I, could, if I could have just seen, if I could have just been in that boat in the middle of the storm when Jesus said, shh, be still, and it got still, man, then I'd really believe. You ever thought like that? Or... Um, or, man, if, if I could have just seen how Jesus did evangelism, if I could have just seen the way he approached that immoral Samaritan woman and started a gospel conversation and led her to faith in Christ, and she was so changed, she went into her city, and the whole city came to faith in Christ. If I could have just seen that, I'd really be an evangelist. Um, you ever thought like that? This week, Jesus gave me something he wanted me to share with you. And... Um, here it is. Jesus said it's better to have the Spirit inside us than Jesus beside us.
Jesus told me, Smiley, we are living in the greatest time ever to know Jesus. Because it's better to have the Spirit inside us than Jesus beside us. He said that we live in the greatest time ever to be changed by Jesus, to become disciples and disciple makers. Now's the best time, better than when Jesus was here. Do you believe that? It's what Jesus said, isn't it? He said it's better to have the Spirit inside us than Jesus beside us. And I know a lot of you aren't convinced, so we have a long way to go. So uh, if you have your Bible, turn with me to John 16. If, if you don't know where John is or you don't have your Bible, you can follow on the screens. Now, it is the last night. Uh, Jesus established the Lord's Supper on this evening, and we're going to have a chance in a little bit to come to the Lord's Supper too. It was the last night. He had washed their feet, and he had instituted the Lord's Supper, and he was preparing them for what's about to come. So starting in verse 5, But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So there it is. Did you hear it? Jesus said, what well, it is to your advantage that I go away. Because he's saying it's better to have the Spirit inside us than Jesus beside us. And he, he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me, and concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you no longer see me, and concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. So, it is better to have the Spirit inside us than Jesus beside us. Now, let's unpack that a little bit. Let's start with the apostles. We could agree with that on that, couldn't we? Couldn't we say that it was better with the apostles when the Spirit was inside them than when Jesus was beside them? Couldn't we say that? I mean, this very night, Jesus is going to be arrested. And Jesus is right there, isn't he? He's right there. And when they came to arrest the disciples, what did the disciples do? They what? They did what? They ran away, didn't they? Jesus was right there. They ran away. That same night, Peter is looking at Jesus. He's looking at Jesus. And three times, Peter said, well, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. And then, 40 days later, the Spirit is now inside them. Jesus isn't beside them. And what? Peter is preaching on the day of Pentecost boldly preaching, saying, I know him, he's alive, and 3,000 people were saved, right? Because it was better for them, wasn't it? It was better for them when the Spirit was inside them than when Jesus was beside them. Listen, the rest of the apostles, they were filled with courage and boldness and turned the world upside down, and all of them but one would die a martyr's death. Why? Because it was better 
when the Spirit was inside them than when Jesus was beside them. Uh, it's better when the Spirit's inside us than Jesus beside us. Let's, let's unpack that a, a, little bit, a little bit more, okay? Let's start with our God. Uh, if you're new, we believe there is one true God, and yet He exists eternally as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That There is one God in three persons. Um, let me show you that in our passage here. Starting in verse 14, He, there's God the Spirit. He, God the Spirit, will glorify me, God the Son. For He, God the Spirit, will take of mine, God the Son, and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father, see there's God the Father, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all in these two verses. Uh, that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that He, God the Spirit, takes of mine, God the Son, and will disclose it to you. To understand how it's better to have the Spirit inside us than Jesus beside us, we start with our God, that we believe there is one God who exists eternally in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So let's press on a little bit more this week, and I know all of you are praying for opportunities to share your faith. And so this week, you're out and you're sharing your faith with someone. You've shared the bad news, now you come to the good news. You wanna share Jesus with them. So there's two questions you wanna help them with, right? You want the, to ask the person, who is Jesus and why did he come, right? That's what you wanna help them. Theologians would call that the person and work of Christ. But in evangelism, you're meeting with someone, you're sharing the gospel, you ask them, who is Jesus? And you help them understand what? That Jesus is God made man, fully God, fully man in one person. And then when they understand who Jesus is, you ask them, why did he come? And you help them. You help them understand what? That he came to save us from our sins, right? You help them there. So when it comes to Jesus and sharing the gospel, you answer the question, who is he and why did he come? Now, your friend has come to faith in Christ. And now you move from evangelism and you begin to build up the new believer. And you think it's very important for them to understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So you want to teach them two things. What? Who is the Holy Spirit? And why is the Holy Spirit given? You want to help them with the person and work of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know the Holy Spirit makes it so easy for you. The Holy Spirit makes it so easy, even I can do it, because everything we need to pass on to someone is right there in His name. Did you know that? Do you ever think about that, Holy Spirit? So we're, we're discipling someone, so we say, who is the Holy Spirit? And, and you know who the Holy Spirit is, don't you? He's God the Spirit, right? He's God the Spirit. He's the third person of the Trinity. And you say, well, what do you mean a person? I mean that he's a person, not an it or a power. Do you see that in verse 14? He, not it, he, the Holy Spirit, is a person. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I, I said that he. And what do I mean by a person? The, the, the Bible says the Holy Spirit has a mind and can think has emotions and can feel. The Bible talks about what that we can grieve the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has a will. He can make choices and that's what it says here, that he takes of mine 
and will disclose it to you. And so we want the person uh, to know who the Holy Spirit is. He's God the Spirit. And then we want them to understand why the Holy Spirit is given. And you do know why he's given, don't you? He's given, his name helps us, so his name teaches us what? He's given to make us holy. He's given to make us holy. Did you know that? I mean, am I the only one, or did you ever wonder why he's called the Holy Spirit? Did you ever wonder that? I used to think, is he holier than the Father? Is he holier than the Son? No, the reason he's called the Holy Spirit is he's given to make us holy. He's given to give us the desire and the power to follow Jesus. He's given to us to give us the desire and the power to become disciples and disciple makers. He's the one who makes us like Jesus. Uh, if you're new, this year we've been on an adventure. that We've been learning that Jesus invites us on a disciple-making adventure. He invites us to join him on a disciple-making adventure. And so we've asked, the, and we've learned that his last command, his last command was to go and make disciples who make disciples who make disciples until the world is one. So, so he calls us to make disciples. And we asked the question, well, what's a disciple? And we said, well, a disciple is a follower of Jesus. And, and we said, well, when we're following Jesus, what would that look like? It, there's three great loves that we should see in our life. A love for Jesus. Do you have a love for Jesus? A love for one another. Do you see that? Do you love one another? And a love for the lost. The reason we've been given the Holy Spirit is we're not going to follow Jesus without the Holy Spirit working in our life. The reason we're given the Holy Spirit is we're not going to love Jesus we're not going to love one another. We're not going to love the lost without the Holy Spirit's ministry in our life. Now, I want you to know that Jesus calls all of us to follow him. Not some of us, all of us. And he wants all of us to become disciples. He wants all of us to love him and love one another and love the lost. He wants all of us to become disciple makers. And so the Holy Spirit enables us to respond to the four simple invitations that Jesus gives to all of us. This year we've been learning that really to follow Jesus, really to be a disciple and a disciple maker, Jesus gives us four invitations. He says, come and see. The Holy Spirit helps us to do that. Jesus says, follow me, and the Holy Spirit helps us. Jesus says, fish for men, and the Holy Spirit helps us. Jesus says, bear much fruit, and the Holy Spirit helps us. Let me show you. Let me show you. We all start. We all start in chair one, don't we? We all start as lost. And, um, and Jesus says, come and see. And I want you to know the Holy Spirit is involved when we're lost because it's the Holy Spirit who draws us to Jesus. And do you know why he draws us to Jesus? You do know why, don't you? Because we would never come on our own. That's why. And so Jesus loves us so much, he sends not only someone to share the gospel, but he sends the Holy Spirit with the person to draw us to him. I think of my own conversion, that uh, I'm in high school, someone comes to me and they say, hey, Smiley, come to Young Life. And I said, <coughs> what's Young Life? And you do know what they said, right? They said what? Thank you. They said, come and see. And, 
And the weirdest thing came out of my mouth. My friend invited me to come. And what I said was, yes. And it was like, why did I say yes? You know why? Because what? Jesus was drawing me. You ever been in an airport? You ever been in an airport? You get on a people mover? And you just get, that's exactly what it was like. Jesus loved me. He sent someone to share the gospel. He sent the Holy Spirit who drew me. I said, yes. I was surprised. I went to Young Life to cause trouble. And I did. But I was being drawn to Jesus. Some of you are here today and you're wondering, why am I here? How did I get here? Here's what's happening. Jesus loves you. Jesus is drawing you to himself. He sent someone to invite you. He sent the Holy Spirit to draw you because he loves you. He wants you to come and see Jesus. So my young life leader opened up the Bible and began to point me to Jesus and to, to share the gospel with me. And as he shared the bad news, here's what happens. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin. And the Holy Spirit convicted me. When I heard sin, I realized the way I treated my parents was a sin, that I had committed a crime against God, that, that lying and stealing and getting drunk and abusing drugs were crimes against God, that I had sinned against God over and over again, and I was in big trouble. And it's not just me. The Bible says what? That we're all sinners, right? And then as my young life leader continued to read, it, uh, I see here the Holy Spirit convicted me of righteousness and judgment. The Holy Spirit helped me to understand that God is righteous. He's perfect and he can't wink at sin and let me in the back door and say it doesn't matter. And that God is just and he must punish sin. And what I deserve for what I have done was God's wrath. Do you realize that? We have all sinned against God's sin. That God is righteous. We deserve judgment. The Holy Spirit convicts us of that. And man, I was, I was a little worried. And then my Holy Spirit, or my, my young life leader, began to point me toward Jesus. Oh, listen to this. Verse 14. He will glorify me. I heard about Jesus. That Jesus is God who became a man for me, that he lived a beautiful life. When I heard about Jesus, that's the one. That's the one I've been looking for all my life. Wasn't that, isn't that you? He loves you. He died for you. Jesus took my sins and our sins upon himself and died in our place. And, and then he rose on the third day. Oh, and the verse, the, the verse the Holy Spirit really used to draw me to faith in Jesus, most of you guys know, but, but I'll never forget just being there and, and understanding for the first time Jesus saying, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. And the Holy Spirit whispering, Receive the gift. Receive the gift. Wouldn't you like to be forgiven of all your sins, past, present, and future? Receive the gift. And I did, won't you? And he said, listen, don't you want to live forever? Yes, receive him. And then he said, you know, 
you need to receive Jesus as Savior and also as Lord. Smiley, look at your life. Look at your life. It's a mess. Look at how you treat your parents. Look at the things you're doing. You're wrecking your life. Don't you want to turn over control of your life to Jesus? He can run your life so much better than you. And man, so there was a day in my life, the Holy Spirit convicted me of my sin. He showed me the beauty of Jesus. I heard him knocking and I said, Jesus, I want you to forgive me. And if you never have, won't you? And I want you to give me eternal life. And he did, and I'm so thankful. And, and I want you to be Lord of my life and help me be the person you want me to be. And, and he did, and he will for you too. You see, the Holy Spirit leads us to Jesus because we would never get there on our own. He convicts us. He shows us the glory of Christ. He softens our hearts and draws us to Jesus. That's chair one. You see, we, we believe in Jesus. And when we believe in Jesus, then uh, we find ourselves sitting in a different chair. Now we're a believer. And when we're a believer, Jesus says, follow me. You see, when Jesus moved into me, he said, I'm Lord now, you're not. Let's get this right. Follow me. <laughs> Do you follow Jesus? And, and I want you to understand something here. This is really important. The Holy Spirit helps us to follow Jesus. And, and do you know why the Holy Spirit helps us to follow Jesus? <laughs> because we would never follow Jesus on our own. Do you realize that? There are two reasons we would never follow Jesus on our own. Two reasons. Number one, we don't want to. And number two, we're not able to. That's our only two problems. We have a desire problem and we have a power problem. And if you're not convinced, look at, look at what Romans 8 uh, says. And will you read this with me? And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. I left you behind that time. Let's read it again. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. There's power in the word, so I want you to read the word. Now notice the word flesh. See that? Do you know how on our phones or our computers we have an operating system? Right? There's an operating system. Well, when we're born, there's an operating system installed on in our hearts, and it's called the flesh. It's a sinful human nature. And when the flesh is our operating system, we don't want to follow Jesus, and we're not able to follow Jesus. We have both a desire and a power problem. You say, well, how do you spot the flesh? Listen, the flesh always says, I can run my life better than Jesus. I'm wiser than Jesus. I know the path to happiness better than Jesus. And when the flesh is the operating system in our lives, notice what it says, you cannot please God. You won't follow Jesus. You won't want to or be able to. But the moment we believe in Jesus, there's a new operating system installed in our hearts. We're given the Holy Spirit. And listen, the Holy Spirit gives us the desire, the want to, and the power, the ability to follow after Jesus. So when we hear Jesus say, follow me, we want to and are able to because we have a new operating system installed in our hearts. And um, so often the way that happens is when we come to faith in Christ, all of a sudden we have a hunger for the word because we've just signed up to follow Jesus, and how can we follow him if we don't know him, and how do we get to know him but in the word? Man, when I came to faith in Christ, immediately, for the first time in my life, I began to have a hunger for the word. 
shouldn't surprise me. Look at verse 13. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, another name of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit inspired men to write the Scriptures, and the Scriptures are about Jesus. So when we come to faith in Christ, He gives us a hunger to get into the Word so that we would know Jesus. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you. The word guide has the word of leading. He's leading. He's giving us the desire and the ability to know Jesus. He will guide you into all the truth. Um, when I came to faith in Christ, there was a new hunger in me. I wanted to go to church. You know why? Because I wanted to know Jesus. And there were people who knew the Bible better than me who could help teach me about Jesus. And I, I wanted to go to my small group because I wanted to know Jesus. And then I was given a Bible, and I began to read the Bible, and there was a hunger in me to know Jesus, so I read his word. Isn't that true of you? And not only did I have a new desire, but I had a new ability. I began to understand the Bible. Not everything. Still don't understand everything, but a lot more than I used to, right? I mean, what does the Bible say? That the natural man... The natural man doesn't understand the things of the Spirit because they are foolishness to him, but the spiritual man, what, understands all things. Why? Because they have a new operating system, right? It's no longer the flesh, but it's the Spirit who's giving us the desire and the power. And uh, when, the, when the Holy Spirit is, uh, is giving us that hunger for the Word, here's what happens. He will glorify me. I love what someone said. Someone said, the Bible reveals Jesus as true, but the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus as treasure. Listen, he glorifies Jesus. He makes much. Look at him. Look at him. Look at how much he loves you. Look at what he did for you. Look at the life Jesus lived. He lived a beautiful life. Don't you want to live like that? <laughs> I mean, when we want to follow Jesus, and then he says, follow me, it's not that hard, is it? See, the Holy Spirit shows us the beautiful life. Listen, the Holy Spirit says His purpose for your life is the only purpose in your life big enough, big enough to give your life to. Love Jesus, follow Jesus, know Jesus, make Jesus known. Oh, the Holy Spirit, He's the one that enables us, that enables us to follow Jesus because He gives us the desire and the power to follow Jesus. And then as we're a Christian for a while, then we, we find ourselves as a, as a worker, and, and Jesus says, fish for men. Fish for men. And I want you to know the Holy Spirit is given to us to give us the desire and the power to fish for men. And the reason he's given to us is we would never do it on our own. How do I know? One of the first things that happened to me after I became a Christian is I all of a sudden had a deep burden for my unreached friends to bring them to faith in Christ. Didn't you have the same experience? And I still do, that I want to bring people to Jesus. That doesn't come from me. It comes from the Spirit. Matter of fact, remember, remember when Jesus called his disciples? Remember he said to them, uh, and he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So how does Jesus make you and me fishers of men? Well, one thing is he shows us how, right? He says, follow me and I'll show you. 
But the other thing that he does is he gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the desire and the power to follow Jesus and to fish for men. Let me show you this. In, in Acts chapter 1, <clears throat> Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He appeared to his disciples over a period of 40 days. And right before he ascends into heaven, Jesus says this, but you, speaking to all of us. And see, what makes the New Testament different from the Old is in the Old Testament, only a few people received the Holy Spirit. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all of God's people. But you. Now notice what comes next. will receive power. Jesus says, I'm going to give you power. And I want you to see that power is in a person. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church, and now every Christian has been empowered. For what? To be his witnesses. And you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest part of the earth. Christian after Christian tells me, I can't, I can't, I can't. I want you to know Jesus says you can, you can, you can. But you will receive power if you're a Christian when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be. My witnesses, uh, where you live and where you work and where you play. And so I want to encourage you here. I want you to see you've been given power to be his witnesses. Now, I want you just to think about that just for a moment power to be his witnesses because often we say, well, I don't know enough and, and, and I don't have all the answers. Listen, you're a witness, but it's the Holy Spirit who convicts. The Holy Spirit converts. What's such an encouragement to me is my part is to bear witness, but the Holy Spirit does the hard part. Um, I, I really like our Do You Know booklets probably because I wrote it, but... Um, <laughs> But what I found very helpful when I'm sharing with someone the bad news, I have them read the Word of God. And here's what happens. Hey, will you read this verse? And people will read, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And do you know what happens when that happens? The Holy Spirit convicts people of their sin. And then I have them read this verse, for the wages of sin is death. And what happens is the Holy Spirit convicts people of the righteousness of God and the judgment to come. And people say, well, what do I do? See, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He convicts people, right, of sin and righteousness and judgment. And then I share with them the good news about how Jesus is God who became a man and died and rose and offers us eternal life. And this is, this is when you really know the Holy Spirit is working. You say, would you like to receive this gift? <coughs> and people will say, who wouldn't. And then you know what? You know what? That the Holy Spirit has convicted someone and converted someone because they see the greatest gift ever and say, who wouldn't? Listen, our part is very simple. We simply are witnesses. We share with people the bad news, but the Holy Spirit convicts, and we share with people the good news. He's the one who converts people. We offer it to Him. He draws people to Jesus. Um, the Holy Spirit is involved in us fishing for men.
You see, it's better to have the Spirit inside us than Jesus beside us. Uh, because the Holy Spirit is the one who enables us. When we hear the invitation to come and see, He enables us. And when we hear, follow me, He enables us. And when we hear, fish for men, He enables us. And when we hear, bear much fruit, He's the one who enables us. So as you leave today, what do I want you to remember? That we live in the best time ever, ever. That it's better to have the Spirit inside us than Jesus beside us. But then, the action step for this week is to act on that, which is, I want you to walk by the Spirit. Now, many of us this week read through Galatians, and when we got to Galatians chapter 5, here's what we read. If we live by the Spirit, let's also walk by the Spirit. Read that with me, will you? If we live by the Spirit, let's also walk by the Spirit. Now, I want you to know most people get the Christian life, most Christians I talk to are a little confused because Christians will tell me, Smiley, it's easy to believe in Jesus, but it's hard to follow. And I want you to know this verse is saying the opposite of that is true. What this verse is saying is if we're a Christian, the hard part's been done because we've been brought to life by the Spirit. Now is the easy part of following Jesus. What? The Bible says by nature we were, what? We were dead, spiritually dead. What can dead people do? You think it was easy to come to faith in Christ? You were dead. If you're a Christian, the reason you're a Christian is one day the Spirit raised you from the dead. And what Paul is saying is if we live by the Spirit, if the Spirit raised us from the dead, we can walk by the Spirit. We can trust Him to give us everything we need to follow Jesus. Not only were we dead, but the Bible says we were hostile toward God. By nature, we didn't want to follow God. Not only did the Holy Spirit raise us from the dead, but He softened our hard hearts so that we would surrender to Jesus. <laughs> listen, if the Spirit could move us to surrender to Jesus, listen, He's more than sufficient to enable us to follow Jesus, to become disciples and disciple-makers. So I want you to know, if you're a Christian, you've been raised from the dead. And if the Spirit can raise us from the dead, listen, we can walk by the Spirit too. And you say, well, what does that mean to walk by the Spirit? Uh, the first thing I would say to walk by the Spirit is to walk in dependence upon the Holy Spirit. Listen, without you, I can't, but with you, I can. Without you, I can't, but with you, I can. It's to walk in dependence. Listen, to walk by the Spirit is every day, it's responding to those four simple invitations over and over again and learning to do it in the Holy Spirit's power. When Jesus says, come and see... <laughs> We say, Holy Spirit, help me to come and see Jesus. And when we hear Jesus say, follow me, we say, Holy Spirit, help me to follow Jesus. And when Jesus says, fish for men, we say, Holy Spirit, help me to fish for men. Help me. And when the Holy Spirit says, bear much fruit, we say, Holy Spirit, help me to bear much fruit. Huh. One more thing. It's not only walking in dependence. It's, it's not only walking... Uh, step by step, but it's walking toward Jesus. How do we know we're walking by the Spirit? Because the Spirit is always bringing us closer and closer to Jesus. Love Him. Know Him. Are you? Follow Him. Make much of Him. Oh, dear people, it is better 
We live in the best time ever. It is better, Jesus said, to have the Spirit inside us than Jesus beside us. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, we've been raised from the dead. So if we live by the Spirit this week, let's walk by the Spirit. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for coming to save sinners. Thank you for living and dying and rising and pouring out your Spirit so that dead people could come to life and sinners could be forgiven and lost people could be found. Listen, if you're here and you've never received Jesus, maybe today you hear him knocking on the door of your heart, won't you receive him? I mean, he's here. Won't you say, Jesus, I've sinned against you and I'm sorry. And I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose. And I want you to come in and be my savior and forgive me and and give me eternal life. I want you to be Lord of my life and help me be the person you want me to be. Oh, if you've done that, won't you mark it on your card? We'd love to celebrate with you. Holy Spirit, thank you for drawing us to Jesus. This week, this week, may we walk by your power. May we walk by the Spirit this week. This week, day after day, may we come and see Jesus and and may we follow you, Jesus, and may we fish for men and may we bear much fruit and may we do it all in your power, Holy Spirit. This week, help us to love Jesus, Holy Spirit. Help us to treasure Jesus this week. Help us to follow Jesus this week. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen.